Welcome to Decapod, where every week we look at pop culture across the decades and we are currently trailblazing through the 1990s. And this week we are taking a dive into 90s kids TV. But you'll be glad to know it is not just me. I am joined, as always, by the epic, mighty host of the show, Emma Morgan. We're very concentrating face on. How are you doing, Emma? Uh, I'm all right. I'm just counting. (laughs) Randomly, just... I'm going to start at 17 and see how far I get. I was, well, I've got a lot, I've got quite a long list today and I just wanted to circle 10 that I would, because previous episodes, um, I nearly forgot to talk about Pulp, who are like my all-time favourite bands. And I don't want to have another one of those moments where I go, oh God, we've got to talk about this. No, I get that. I think I wrote down about 20 uh, and I think there's maybe seven or eight I specifically want to talk about. There's a couple we've touched on before during the the, the yearly episodes. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a couple I want to touch back on. How how nice was it to reminisce about kids' TV the nineties specifically? So I was I've been excited for this because I actually think we have one of the best eras of kids' TV growing up in in the nineties. Um, so I was already excited, and when these when TV shows came up, when we did like the years, it already sparked that kind of nostalgia. Uh, so, no, it's been really good. But I've also, I don't know whether it's because I don't know how connected it is, but on my FYP on TikTok, I get a hell of a lot of 90s clips and stuff like that. And there was like one in particular, I was like, there's one show in particular where I'm like, oh my God, yes. And we have to talk about it because it was absolutely mental. And I think that's quite a running theme through a lot of our kids' TV. I think we'll see this comes out. Absolutely crazy shows that we grew up watching. Yeah, and I would agree as well. that I think everyone's biased. So they obviously fondly reminisce about the TV shows they watched when they were a kid. But I think I don't think anyone could later on in life look back and say yes it was better than the 90s i think 90s was the best you know kids tv and kids tv now is crap i don't get it it's just i don't i don't understand anything that's going on with it oh you might want to check out hey dougie that's pretty good um i might have mentioned this before in a previous episode but um hey dougie is one of those where there's it's written on two levels it's got Film references, so it's got Apocalypse Now references in it. I'm just like, so I, I agree. I think generally, like if you think about a lot of the Amer- American type stuff, and there's like nightmarish stuff like Blippy, um, and um, Coca Melon for like super small tots, which is actually just disturbing to watch at times. But similarly, I have a great fondness for CBBS. Uh, there is some good shit on CBBS, and I'm gutted that my son doesn't like Hey Dougie. So it feels weird to watch the new series when it comes on without him. I don't think I've seen Hey Dougie. Quite like Hey Arnold. Yeah, uh, see, though I wasn't so much of a fan of Hey Arnold, more of a duck, 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 duck. Was Hey Arnold nineties? Because I haven't got it on my list, but I just thought of it then when you said Hey Dougie. I think it I think it was 90s because I think it was on when I would say we were a bit old to be watching cartoons. 
Uh, I think 90s as well. If you look at the year we were born, we were born in 82. So in the 90s, we were we went from 8 to 17. So I think it's quite mm. a good era because, you know, if we're born a couple of years earlier, we, we're coming into the 90s as a teenager. So we're not seeing that stuff in the same yeah. way. So I think we get anyone born maybe from, what, 80... 81, 82, up to 85, 86, is going to get that real flavour of the 1990s TV. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Shall we make a start? Yes. Okay, I'm going to throw to you first. What What would you like to discuss first? Uh, before I um, before I do discuss it, I just want to double check because there's a few on my list where they didn't start in the 90s, but they were still going in the 90s, and I did double check that they definitely aired at least one year in the 90s, and I just want to check, is that okay? I mean, you're more than welcome. All mine started in the 90s. Uh, I've got a couple that I mentioned as, like, out of my top 10, if you like, that because I, I thought they were 90s and when I went back and checked. So, yeah, you can mention them. Okay, so on that theme, and I'm going to mention the one that was absolutely mental first because it's not one that's, like, particularly fun, but and also it's a show that I only remember seeing if I was ever off school because I think it was kind of... You know, Remember, like, BBC Two would just have a couple of random kids shows because we didn't have entire channels just for us. You had little... uh, Let's just address this, actually. We are so old that we didn't have our own channels dedicated to our uh, our children's viewing. We had just set times in the day when our shows would come on. So I think it was, like, 3.25 till 5.40... And it depends if you count if you count neighbours. So it technically could say till six. And that was it. And then, like I said, I feel like it was like five past two. There would also be like a random kids show. But we just need to mention that. We had to watch it at tea time and then that was it. I mean, maybe that's why uh kids TV was so good because you had these specific slots. It's not like you were putting 50 different kids shows out of day. Yeah. There's three or four going out. And even some of them were almost crossovers to adult shows. Um, so, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, right, so this one, can you remember a show called Green Claws? No. <laughs> so, oh, it's such a shame you can't remember it. Green Claws, I'm looking up <laughs> because it's so weird that you're not going to be able to picture him in your head. Can you look him up now? Can you put Green Claws, or one word, children's Is it- show? Because I want to see your face. Double US. Yes, when you see what green claws looks like. And I appreciate that this is a primarily audio, but I just, I need to see it for myself. And as you say, so basically the premise of green claws. The fuck's that? <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah. true by mistake. <laughs> Well, you found the right one for the <laughs> right. So now, now that really helps that you can actually see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, like a massive green turd. Yeah. So basically, the premise of the show was there was green claws. I don't. I still don't know what you was. <laughs> massive green turd. It's like the blob thing from Blade, but green. That's what happens to green claws then, right? That makes more sense for that blobby thing in the bath with Blade. Um, and basically there was a human lady that used to go and visit and they would always like have a have a problem, but then they would plant a seed 
and then they would put it in a special tree and then an owl would hoot when it was ready and it would always grow a plant that was growing the very thing that they would need that day but the plant would be like a, a jam sandwich plant or something like that and it was very gentle very nice but mental and also like if anyone who's listening does remember it now I've mentioned the owl they will have a very specific sound in their head for when the plant was ready so that was green claws (laughs) hard to respond to this I don't remember I don't even ring a bell when I looked at the picture I don't remember seeing it at all I think there'll be a few on my list like this because I think I just watched everything no, I weirdly, I don't think I watched a lot of kids' TV. Um, you know, I was I, there were all these programs come up when I'm searching. I'm like, don't know that, don't know that. Watched one episode of that. You know, there was so much that I didn't that I've never seen. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I don't know what I was doing because I didn't have very much of a fun life at the time. So mm-hmm. I've got to think, God knows what I would do. Probably just watching Melissa George on Home and Away. Yeah, probably. Shall I just fire out another one that I know is an obscure one and then we'll go over to you for a couple of mentions. So the other one, and this one was more 80s, but did run into the 90s. Um, This was Dizzy Heights Hotel. That rings a bell. Ah, so this was also one of, and like, I think I would still watch this if this was on. So this was basically a guy running a, a hotel not so well, but it also had lots of um puppets but they were like spitting image style puppets and that was the bit that i loved about it so there was this brilliant family and they had this son Eustace, like that and they were always like don't don't know just funny things were always happening to them but i also remember there was also two puppets and there was like a mouse couple who were like either on holiday or on the honeymoon or something like that and i think that's one like i would say go back and check it because it was actually quite, well, it wasn't ahead of its time, but for a kid's show, had those layers and those jokes to it and like the use of the puppets. I just remember, the other thing I remember is like my mum, obviously she had stuff to be getting on with, but there were certain kid's shows she was happy to come and watch and Dizzy Heights Hotel was one of them, which suggests to me it was doing this kind of layered humor either that or my mum's just simple like me (laughs) (laughs) and watches the programs of a seven-year-old quite happily which I'm down with that I mean I think I got mixed up I think I'm getting confused with um around the twist oh yeah no we definitely wasn't around twist but that was an awesome show yeah uh I think that when you said dizzy heights I've conflated the two um Uh... but yeah I enjoyed Around the Twist. Uh, but no, so I can't really caught on that because I haven't seen that one either. Uh, it's good. I do recommend just popping it into YouTube just to see what it looked like. Brilliant. Okay. Well, mine aren't really obscure ones. Um, unfortunately, I've got plenty more obscure ones. I've got one that's a little bit obscure because I'd completely forgotten it. So it cropped up, which I don't even know how you pronounce it other than Zap. Mm. Zap's on my list. Yep. Um, that was basically... Uh, I saw it, and I'm like, Zap, what's that? What's that? What's that? And then I, I saw a picture of it, and it immediately showed you it's like um, a giant comic book with loads of people sticking out of the things, and they'd zoom into each uh, thing for like a two or three-minute thing. Uh, and there was Cuthbert Lily, Smarty Artie, The Handymen, Tricky Dicky, Daisy Dares, 
and I can't read my last two. Mini, the mini magician. This um, wasn't um, Smarty Arty, Neil Buchanan. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember watching this and always, because it was like the camera would zoom in and then zoom back out and tease you that we're going to one. They're all sort of trying to get your attention. And I always wanted it to be Cuffet Lily or Smarty Arty. Because it's Cuffet Lily's very silly. Very silly, yeah. Um, and that was probably not the best kids' TV show in the world, but it was definitely fun. And probably when I would have been watching it, which would have been, what, about 11 or 12, probably a little bit young for me, but it was fun. You just watch it and, you know, it's like I almost view it as watching Friends now or, or um, How I Met Your Mother or that sort of program where you don't really have to watch it. It's a sort of program you can bang on when you're a bit stressed and just, just sit back and just zone out to it. it. That's probably the kids' version of that. Yeah, I um, I definitely watched it. I've got a feeling I remember it was on a Monday. I don't know why I've got that in my head. Um, but it's a rarity for me because most of my shows will be BBC because I didn't partake of CITV too much. I remember you telling me, wasn't it, like you frowned upon ITV or something? Because <laughs> it had adverts, was that it? I don't know. I, my mum and dad have never been... a massive itv fan and it's i don't know it's influenced me have you carried that forward to this day yeah i still won't i would sneer a little bit um i watch any kind of drama like line of duty and stuff like that on bbc but if itv made it the only exception to that is Broadchurch. it's weird the things that stick in your head <laughs> screw you itv yeah. Um, all right, the other one I want to mention, uh, and we did speak about this in the show, but I want to go a bit more into it because I've got a bit of a challenge for you actually with this. But uh, when I was looking this up, um, problematic person, problematic person, um, gladiators. Who was a problematic person from gladiators? Oh, Rhino. Oh, he might have been, but that's not who I was thinking of. Ulrika. <laughs> Well, she's problematic everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it was Shadow. Was it, well because of drugs? Yeah. Well, partly. Uh, oh, think... so sorry. So uh, I need to remove my statement about Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rhino didn't do drugs, then, no. Don't think so. Right. Um, yeah, he he uh, was removed from the show for using steroids, or he got accused of using steroids, and eventually admitted to it and got taken off the show, but. Oh, trigger warning. Uh, later on, he got arrested uh, and, like, jailed because of, uh, like, kidnap and assault. So, yeah. Oh, dear. Which was very... I read that this evening, and I'm very sad about that because Shadow was always my favourite. What? Yeah, I loved no. him. I, yeah, because he's just this big beast of a man that could beat the shit out of you with his pogo stick. Not a pogo stick. <laughs> That's what you bounce up and down on. It's not even called a polo stick. What did they call them? The big thing with the marshmallows on the end. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm making you the casting um, manager for the show Gladiators. You've got to get rid of one of the gladiators. Who are you going to get rid of, Shadow or Jet? Oh, Shadow. Well, that, so there we go. No, but Jet wasn't my favourite gladiator. She was the one I like to look at the most. Oh, 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 oh God, you actually oh, so like in terms of... Both rate. So, if we did a top ten of gladiators, Shadow would be number one. I mean, not now. 
I don't think I could have him on my list knowing he's got like assault and kidnap and steroid use and stuff. Oh dear. That's not good, is it? But we should definitely a do a top, 10, a top 10 list of gladiators. I'm definitely, oh, I'll just find out what my Patreon episode's going to be. A top 10 gladiators. I'll have some fun with that one. Um, were, there, were, were there more than 10? Well, here we go, right? Because here's a challenge for you. I want to see if you can do this. I've wrote down the um, the, the the complete list of gladiators mm-hmm. from the original series. So there right. is one, two, three, four, five, six women. And one, two, three, four, five, six men, oddly enough. All right. How many can you name? Okay. Um, Jet. Jet. Easy Jet. Um, Panther. Panther. Lightning. Yep. Wolf. Wolf. I don't think Shadow was in the original series, was okay. he? Yes. Shad- he was. Yes. Shadow then. Um, you can't see it now. Why? You can't ask if he was in it and then go, I say Shadow. Uh, Hunter. Uh, Hunter was not. No, I had a feeling. Uh, no, I'll stop there. Otherwise, it's just going to be a lot of dead air. <laughs> um, the wonders of editing. Uh, yeah, so there was also Flame, Phoenix, and Scorpio on the on Team Women, and the other ones on the blocks were Cobra, Saracen, and Warrior. Can you see like how? unsexy I found them because I could name the women yeah. and Wolf oh no but like that's no reflect like I, I, I didn't like Wolf maybe that's why he's in my head I don't think anyone liked Wolf um, out of them I did re- the blokes I really like Shadow as I mentioned I thought, oh god it's like big regretful is that uh, Saracen I really liked I just yeah. thought he looked really cool did he, he looked kind kind he did. eyes he looked like he'd beat the shit out of you and then give you a hug afterwards yeah a cup of tea yeah um, and then Warrior I think I like, quite liked Warrior because he did look like he were built like a tank he did look yeah. a bit like Arnie but yeah I like also like Jet Lightning and Panther um, and I did like them as gladiators as well as eye candy. But yeah. I know when I used to play, when we used to play gladiators in the playground, I used to be lightning. Little fact for you. I think just because my hair colour matched, no other reason. I've got no athletic prowess at all. I I used to play Shadow and I've got nothing in common with Shadow. <laughs> well, thankfully. Inclu- yeah, including assault. <laughs> As far as I'm aware, I've never kidnapped anyone. My friend got kidnapped once, and I just let them kidnap him. That's a genuine story. Oh, I'll save no. that for Patreon. Uh, here's another thing I found out that um, I don't know if... I think I knew this, but I'd forgotten. Was that at the end of... I think it was season one, they have like there was a magazine that they had a voting to see who, which the best gladiators were. And the bottom three were Phoenix, Flame, and Hawk. So right. they sacked them. Whoa! It's just like... <laughs> This is really harsh, isn't it? But but yeah, I, I properly, um, I really enjoyed Gladiators. I thought it was so much fun, and I think it was probably the first thing of its kind, uh, mm. or to that that scale anyway. And I used to like, what was it called? The uh, the final eliminator or something like that, the last round. And um, I used to love it because even at sort of what age would I been? 12, 13, around that age, I'd be like, I could do that. I couldn't do that. I could do that. I'm like, I couldn't do it even clearly, but. Everybody, all we wanted to do was that very last bit where you get the rope and go smashed through the paper. Oh, I'd forgot about that. I thought I didn't mean they did that thing where they run up it. They run up the. They travel- do to get to the rope. Right. Okay. The travelator is to the rope. 
I would never, ever have been able to have the travel at any stage in my life. That couldn't nah. have been done. Nah, me either. I couldn't have done any of the things that involved arms or legs. I would have been <laughs> at a loss by that. But here's another question for you. If you were a gladiator, uh, well, in fact, I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to put you on the spot. What would your name be? I don't know. Can you say yours while I have thinking time? I mean, really, what I should have done is thought of mine while you were thinking of yours. We'll come back to names. Um, what if you? So you're the gladiator. What would your chosen? What do they call it? event? What would your chosen event be? Probably. Oh, do you know which one it would be? That one where it's like the pyramidy type thing because it basically just got to push people off it. Um, I could do that. I would quite like that, but I think that's one where one of the gladiators broke their necks once, which will put me off. <laughs> wow. I would do the one when you're on the, the stand like shadow with the pogo stick, hitting each other with the pogo stick. <laughs> pogo stick. What were they called? Jousting rods or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, my name would be Deep. That's what I'm going with. I am the gladiator Deep, purely in relation to my voice. Oh, I think I'd be resting bitch face. Quite a long name for a gladiator. <laughs> All right, then just bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what is it? Contestant one, you will go on my first whistle. whistle. First in bitch face, <laughs> you will go on my second whistle. I don't know. Dick piece. Um... Dick piece. Yeah. <laughs> Dick piece. Fuck face. Um... Let, let's go with resting bitch face. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll end that one there before you slander yourself anymore. Because <laughs> it seems to be getting worse. I think it needs to be one word, really. I've got oh, it. Go on. Ho-bag. Ho-bag. <laughs> yes, they are getting worse. Okay. God. Ho-bag. You will go on my second whistle. Oh, uh, boy, does she. I'm trying to think how that would work. <laughs> Why would it take two whistles? <laughs> also, I'm thinking, well, I've got tinnitus, so he'd be whistling all day. And I'm just <laughs> sat there waiting. Anyway, that's gladiators. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> let's, let's move on to yours after his little gladiators quiz. Okay. So, I'm then going to mention. So, I want to mention one that we would have watched in the holidays. And again, it would have. It did actually carry in quite far into the 90s, which I was relieved about, but can't mention kids' TV without mentioning Timmy Mallet and Wackaday. Because the I absolutely so uh, weirdly, well, maybe it was different in the morning, absolutely loved Wackaday and loved being off and watching it, um, loved Mallet's Mallet, just liked all of it. And um, I've, again, I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but the man is on TikTok and he does the most wholesome TikToks you'll ever see. He does like little pieces about the place he lives. And he just, if anything ever comes out that is bad about him, I don't know if I can continue on because I just think the man, I just think he's, I just think he's a lovely guy. And I think he was born to be a children's performer. And I think it was a really good show. And again, clips come up. of There was really weirdly, the clip that came up the other day was uh, Mallet's Mallet, but it was Kylie playing it. Don't remember that. What, Kylie playing Mallet's Mallet? Yeah. It came up on my... I believe you. I'm not accused of you lying to me about it. Yeah. So she must have gone on at some point. Um, So, 
yeah, it needs mentioning. It was a good show, and I am really good. I never got a pinky punky. <laughs> um, when did it start? I think it did start in the sort of late 80s, but this was one of those weird ones because it's when they used to have them um, TV AM, and it was almost like an add-on to TV AM or like a segment within TV AM and then became its own show. But, yeah, pretty much only on in the holidays. But there's a really cool fact about it because um, they had that. So wide, with the Wide Awake Club. So there was like this spin-off that happened and it was called the, I think it was called the Fast Asleep Club. But the person that did the Fast Asleep Club was Mike Myers. All right. A.K.A. Wayne or Austin Powers. Um, I, which was cool. I remember very little about Wackadee. I might know what it is. I can remember it. But I don't remember watching it very much. I, I think I, that from sort of pre-1990, I can remember very little. I remember very little about my life or what I was watching or doing at the time, so that might be why. But I can remember bits of it, and I can remember what it was, and I can remember liking Timmy Malik, and I also remember the Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny song. Yeah. Which was great fun. Yeah, really good fun. Um, but it's, I don't know. Again, I'm putting sound effects in people's heads, I'm hoping, as I'm talking. But you think of Mallet's Ballet, you think of like that. <laughs> <laughs> then you got, oh, so good. So good. But yeah, whack a day. What's that? Hey, now, wait, June, do, 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 it's whack a day. Don't know how to respond to that. Uh huh. Okay, shall I do another one that you won't have seen? <laughs> do another one that I haven't seen, Emma. So I will mention one that's a bit... I'm mentioning this one because my son is learning to read and brings home a reading book, and he brought home Funny Bones um, um... the other week. And I went, do you, want to see, do you want to see a cartoon of this? And we put it on, and he loved it. And it was like, I was so excited because I was kind of like, mummy watched this when she was young and he was, he was really getting into it. And what's really cool about that particular show is obviously like when kids are learning to read, they do the monotone read because that's, you know, they're just learning the words. Um, but he learned like the tone that you have to do. So by the end of watch, well, after he'd watched a few episodes, he would he was doing really well in the dark. dark, 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 dark. And I was like, and it's um, Griff Reese Jones that does the voices. Just a great little cartoon and a great set of books. Yeah, it was fun. I remember that one. Um, I remember the thing as well in a dark, dark. What was it? A dark, dark night in a dark, dark street. In a, that one. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That was good. Some skeletons lived. I can't offer any more on it than that, I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, I've noticed this happens quite a lot. You're good with the obscure. Or is it me that doesn't know much? Or is well, it a combination of the two? I think it... Yeah, let's go with a combination of the two. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, let's go with a couple that people might know, um, that I know, let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, just about so people will know Wackaday. Yes, they will know Wackaday, that I know. Um... I am going to mention, uh, oh, well, well it, it wouldn't be Decapod without getting some form of, form of horror in. You did quizzical eyes and eye roll before I even said that. As soon as I said it wouldn't be Decapod, you were, were eye rolling. I knew um, what you were going to say. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Do you know it? No. Oh, it was great. It's a kid's cartoon. It's literally a kid's cartoon. It was um, 
Yeah, have you heard of Tales from the Kip? God, Tales from the Crypt. No. Right. Okay. That's that an eighties um, horror anthology program. So every week they'd have like a, a the 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 crypt keeper base come on and and start telling this story. Then they would go off and they'd show this little twenty to thirty minute horror story. Um, and then they put a spin off for kids on, which was started in like nineteen ninety, I think it was. And it was basically a cartoon version, but it was just super playful. Um, almost like uh, Hotel Transylvania is now, that sort of kids' horror. And it was great. It was set the same way, but just fun. So I can remember one of the episodes is, it's just, you know, all the cheesy lines, they try and fix them in around horror and stuff. He goes, oh, I'm off on a frightful holiday, like that sort of thing. And uh, then he's showing pictures of his holiday and he's like wrestling giant squids and stuff. And it mm-hmm. was just fun because I think it was different to a lot of the other stuff that was on at the time, which wasn't horror i mean clearly it's not scary horror or anything like that it was just a really good fun tv show that i like the idea that they had this i mean tales from the crypt was never scary but they had this horror tv show and they thought let's make it a good version of this for kids and they did and i can't help but think i wonder what else they could do with that now wonder what other horror franchise would go let's make a fun one for kids yeah i don't yeah not sure about that. That's made me think of um, a show called Eerie Indiana, though. Do you remember yes. that? Um, I know the show, but I can't remember much about it. When was that from? Um, that would that was um, I'm sure that was the '90s as well. But it used to be on um, Channel Four at the between six and seven o'clock slot, and I think it was on on a Wednesday. And I don't know why. <laughs> Probably got the days of the week completely wrong. But I'm I'm feeling Wednesdays. And that was like that almost had a bit of a tales of the unexpected, creepy. Do you know what though? No, kind of that, but then also a little bit X Filesy. Yeah, you'd have loved it. I'll give it a go. But that—that's that uh, tales of the unexpected. That's what tales from the Crypt Keeper is like. It's the um, the kids' cartoon version of that. Um, the other one I'm going to mention, and we've spoke about this on the show before, but we've got to mention it again, which was how to. <laughs> yeah. I loved how to. And this is back obviously before uh, Carol Vorderman was um became the 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 epic person that she is now. But what I did find out that I didn't know was how it, it was originally the what the pilot was, the pilot of the first ever show. It was aimed at uh for when people come home after being at the pub. Oh, okay. The show was right. We you'll have had all these arguments with your mates at the pub. And you come home and we're going to settle them, essentially. And we'll also show you some really cool tricks to take to the pub the next day. And I did the pilot on that. And then whoever it was that were doing it um, said, actually, no, this will work better if we do it in this format. And that's when they brought in, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy that's been in it from the start. Fred, is it? Fred Drinkage? Drinkage? Yeah, something like that. Uh, That's when they brought him in, and then he's been ever since. But that first pilot was just one chap, and it was aimed at people when they got back from the pub. And I want them to do that show again. I think that show would be a better version of How To. Let's entertain drunk people with How To. So when they did that pitch, when it was for drunk people, that's when it was just called How. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the, the pilot, and then when they did the full show, it was just called How. And then as you told me during our yearly episodes, um, the How To was because it's How to yeah but not yeah. how to yeah not how to just how to uh, yeah weird very weird yeah. um carol vorderman 
I think we spoke about this before, but I want to ask you again, where do you stand on Carol Vorderman? I think um I think she's kind of ruined. <laughs> is, is that the end of that sentence? I she's think ruined. Carol Vorderman was more fun when she was proper thinking man's crumpet in that I don't know, guys like like to fall being a bit purer. And I feel like once she cottoned on, that ruined her a little bit. And I think it's a shame for her. Okay. <laughs> what was I supposed to say at that point? You weren't supposed to say anything. I'm just, that's not the answer I saw coming. Um, no. That she's ruined. Caravan is ruined, dummy. It's the whole, lo- I have a bit of an issue with the show Loose Women. So um, I don't like the fact, I think that was where for me, I was like, oh, Carol. Carol, Carol, Carol. I think I watched a show or something once and then burnt my TV. <laughs> and I've never watched it since. Well, no, because you burnt your TV. You yeah. don't watch anything. I generally avoid any kind of TV around once time just in case I accidentally flick over and it turns on to loose women because no one needs that in their life. I mean, everyone needs a loose woman, but no one needs loose women the TV Hi. show. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm send, here. Send your letters in. We're still waiting on a response. I'm very loose. <laughs> and a whore bag. I was going to say I'm very loose and that's why I don't get a second date. <laughs> I mean, I've said before, the only reason I married my wife is because she's the only person that agreed to a second date with me. Yeah. And there's some truth in that. You find someone that's going to have a second date, lock on to them. Oh, it's easy. I think my joke's gone over your head, so I think that's good. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyway, that was how to. Do you want yes. to fire a couple? <laughs> I mean, that's not even a thing. That's not. That's. I just went straight to ping pong balls. Oh, that is a thing. Yes. Feel free to fire your ping pong balls. Basically, my my joke was about a loose vagina, and then he said fire a couple. Which, anyway, what shall I talk about? What about going live slash live and kicking? Because going live just sort of came into the 90s but then live and kicking was the one that let, let me see if i can get these right so going live was philip schofield uh, and i want to say emma forbes no sally no i don't know sarah green so yes that's what I meant not sarah, sally sarah yes okay so half right give myself half a point i got philip oh, oh okay yeah um and then what was the other one live and kicking yeah so that was zoe ball yeah Jamie Feigston? Yes, at some point. But the thing with Live and Kicking, they change their presenters all the time. So it was Andy right. Peters and Emma Forbes. And I think they uh, might have been the first two presenters. But it definitely was Zoe Ball and Jamie Feigston also. And it's also like John Barrowman <laughs> as well. Did he swallow a banana on it? Mm, Every TV show I see him on, it seems to show his ability to swallow a banana. Oh, right. I've never seen that. No. I wonder if that's useful. Don't no. try it because I, I saw, a, I don't know if it was a TikTok or something the other day, I don't know what it was, of someone attempting to swallow a banana and then actually swallowing the banana, like whole, which didn't, oh, wasn't dear. what they intended. That's no. not going to end well. No, it's not going to end well at all. So um, did Live Kicking follow Odon? What was the other one going live? Did it follow yeah. or was it in competition with it? 
No, no, but they're both BBC. Which was the was it SMTV on ITV? Yeah, but they'd also had um, Tis was, but not in the nineties. I feel like ITV maybe had a gap. I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't watching it. Yeah. So they might have had their own little show, but I would have been watching BBC Live and Kicking. Okay. Although there would have been a gap where I wasn't watching either because um, my Saturday mornings used to be swimming lessons. So there was a massive period in my time where I didn't see it at all. There you go. It was, I can remember that my Saturday mornings would be, I would be led in my bed with TV on, and then the dog would come up and end at bed. And I'd just spend Saturday morning just laying in bed watching, going live or live and kicking or SMTV or whatever it was. And it was just a brilliant way as a kid to start the day. Because yeah. it was good, harmless, wholesome entertainment. Yeah, pretty much. Apart from like, uh, sometimes there's there's some quite famous clips, isn't there, when they would let people phone in and people sort of say cunt or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> um, and then this will, this, um, this will trigger everybody if I go 0181811. I don't know what it was from, but yes, I remember the number. It's from Live and Kicking. Well, yeah, I didn't know which of the shows, Live and uh-huh. Kicking or whatever, but the, was it you that sent me the clip through of Rick Mail and Adrian, Adrian Edmondson being on there? Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. They look like they're so out of place. And for some reason, but the, no, it must have been going live. It must have been going live. They were on, so it must have been as going live because it's Sarah Green they're talking to. Sarah Green is really spicy with them, and I'm kind of like, I've never seen anybody be funny with them at all. But she seems like like one of them or both of them is annoyed her. But it's absolutely it is a brilliant clip, and recommend people look it up because they're just brilliant when they're on it. Also, why would you get? Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson on the kids TV program to promote. I suppose bottom. It was. It was to promote the tour. So I'm guessing the logic behind it is people's parents are watching because they're actually promoting the live tour. It's not even the DVD. So they want people to buy tickets. So people can buy tickets are over 18. So yeah, it's it's bizarre. But I'm glad it happened because it means that clip exists of them on there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of SMTV. Was that Cat Dealey? Yeah. And who else? Anton Deck. Anton Deck, yeah. And then it was Holly Willoughby, wasn't it, as well after that? Yeah, with uh, The Magician. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Um, Catchphrase man. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Mulhern, yeah. They're not fucking catchphrases anymore. <laughs> Why well, found that on the other day? And it's just like a word. It's not a fucking catchphrase. It's like go to the shops. That's not a catchphrase. It's just a statement. Don't just put fucking statements up. <laughs> say what you see. Yeah, if you see it, see it. <laughs> fucking Roy Walker. You know, just just end the show. You don't need to continue it. Think of something new. That's what you paid for. Don't redo catchphrases without catchphrases. Or Roy Walker. Or Roy Walker. I mean, no one can take the place of Roy Walker. Well, he has. Yeah, not very well. Uh, but they get the celebrities on it now as well, don't they? It's not um, good enough for um, just us humbles to go on it. The celebrities tend to go on it more often now. It, there's, there's nothing better in life than seeing a celebrity get zero on a <laughs> yeah. on a quiz show <laughs> because it's like you see the, the us normies 
get it, go on there, they get zero, you just kind of chuckle, you feel a bit sad or whatever. Celebrity gets it, ah, fuck you, loser. Yeah, I always have this theory as well that in particular, keep an eye on sports personalities when they go on stuff like that because they always tend to be really rubbish at general knowledge. And my theory is, is that's the price they paid to become an Olympian or like an amazing footballer or sports person. They've not paid attention to anything else, just their sport. You watch, you'll notice it now. Apart from Daley Thompson. I don't know. Was he good at trivia? He's just an incredibly intelligent man. Is he? Yes. Uh, I used to hear him on, um, uh, there was some radio show over and people ring up and he'd be able to talk about anything for quite a long time. Really understated, really articulate. So yes, uh, I agree with what you're saying, apart from Daley Thompson. Well, no, I'll, I'll hold back judgment until I see him win catchphrase. I think... Or the could, chase. We can say that to any negative, any <laughs> negative comment can be followed by apart from Daley Thompson. Yeah. That's going to be my new thing. Okay. I'm going to model my life now on Daley Thompson. Also, now that's a flashback to that bottom episode where uh, Richard goes, uh, I could have been the chess champion. If I'd have spent my entire life training to play chess better than anyone else in the entire world, I would have been the chess champion. That's yeah. exactly what you've just said. Yeah. Because you ignore everything else, focus on that one thing, achieve millions and massive success. But guess what? They'll never get fucking catchphrase, right? Yeah. And um, one for the gaming nerds. Now you've said Daily Thompson. Do you not just automatically go? Look a bit like you're masturbating. <laughs> How's that masturbating? Well, I can see your arm going like that and camera starts shaking. Um, but no. Like this. <laughs> yes. Now, when I think of Daley Thompson, I think of World Olympian, was it Decathlon? I don't go to like console game. That's an all around phenomenal human being. I really hope it doesn't turn out to be problematic now I'm saying this. All around <laughs> phenomenal human being and Olympic hero. <laughs> I'll go straight to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to call this a Daley Thompson episode. <laughs> I need to get my daily Thompson. Um, sorry, <laughs> was actually quite good. Right, have you got any um, standout moments from either going live or live and kicking? No, but I'm now thinking that could be your new TikTok thing. My daily Thompson. Or it could be a no. new podcast. My daily Thompson with I think, Emma. I, well, I think it get taken down quite quick. I don't know, try and see, an see worse up there, bloody hell. I know. What, on mine? No, not on yours. <laughs> In general. Yeah, I know. There's... I know it's the algorithm, but every now and again, something completely random pops up. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck's this? How's that got on there? And then because I'm not flabbergasted, I'm watching I'm now thinking, oh, it's going to come up more. I've watched it for 15 seconds. I'm now going to be flooded with pictures of whatever this is. Yeah. And I just want, I just want dogs... <laughs> That's all I want on my TikTok feed. Just dogs like accidentally headbutting stuff. That's just all I need. And oh, Daily Thompson. Yeah. Um, exciting news um, in relation to Jimmy Nail. So, what? <laughs> on my FYP, a video popped up of him and some of the others from our video same pet and they were doing promo for something in 2020 and the video was of them saying their promo and uh, so I've, I've commented to go 
because it's not Jimmy's like account. It's a guy that does promo for Alvita Saint Pet. And I've put, have you got direct access to the nail? I have a request. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Can you imagine? If Can you it comes, if it comes up? I mean, a couple of things. First of all, <laughs> all I want on my TikTok feed is dogs headbutting stuff. To yeah. which you reply, oh, excited news <laughs> about Jimmy Nail. I, whatever, right? But also, um, what are you going to do if he replies, yeah? He's going to, you know, I want to bang him? Or is it going to be... No, I I'm going to send him, him. I'll send him the duet request. Oh, and he right, might okay. do his part for it. So, oh, so you, okay, so your request is it's a duet, wholesome. not the... Right. It's wholesome. My, my reasons are wholesome. And he might do that. I thought you were genuinely going for the nail, Jimmy. We'll see what happens after the duet. <laughs> yeah, duet first, and then work on it. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I've nothing else to add on going live or SMTV or indeed live and kicking. It was I told just my good, story. Wasn't it? Yeah, I told my story about the time Zoe Ball bent over. I think with what uh, Zoe Ball bent over on uh, the yeah, live, yeah 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 he did yeah still in yeah. there start away. Whatever the ITV equivalent was, I tell you what they had that was better. Was what, the Zoe Ball's local top? Yeah, no, this like they used to put episodes of Trapdoor on. Trapdoor, that was like plasticine men, wasn't it? Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, that is something you watch when you're drunk. It is brilliant to watch when you are inebriated. That is my top tip. Right. Um, okay, back to you. All right, I, I am going to throw in uh, one of, I'm sure what is one of your favourites. Uh, the mighty, I've spelt it wrong. <laughs> the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, the, go on. I spelt Morphing. <laughs> so the mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Um, an interesting thing about this that well, I found interesting, I didn't know, and I probably should have done, is that it's, it's based on like a Japanese uh, mm-hmm. version, which I think I kind of knew. Um, but but all the action scenes are the Japanese version. <laughs> they've basically taken half of the show, but the <laughs> bit where the people, the the Power Rangers, are talking, they've just filmed that separately and then merged them together. Yeah. And the reason why the show is so bonkers and has that many different things because they're literally tied into the Japanese version. So whatever the Japanese version does, they have to follow. And obviously, Japanese telly is a bit nuts in places. We've all seen Takeshi's Castle. So <laughs> it's a bit nuts. So we're just like this random thing that you would never normally see on, on UK or American TV. It's because it's literally for the Japanese style. And the other day, I saw a clip, and it was like, you think Endgame is a good crossover. Watch this. And then it showed the Power Rangers. And there were like 94 different Red Rangers. I'm like... I think I stopped watching after series two. And there were only one at that. Although there were two at that point. So it's like, I wonder how many. It's more like eight, all... I'm going to say there's something like 18 seasons so far. Do you think they all died? I don't know. I think one of them's still in it from the original, the Blue Ranger. The I think he's still in Ranger. it. <laughs> but, but yeah, the thing is that I liked about this, I, I only watched it for a season or two. But I think it was different. I think it was just something a bit different and something a bit fun because it was live action. 
And at that sort of time, you had stuff like Batman the Animated Series and X-Men. So you had this, this cool animated stuff. I don't really think, and I could be wrong, I don't really think there was much like that, which is what drew me to it. And at the time, I'd have been about 10 or 11 when that came out. So I was just drawn into it. And then by the time I got to 13, I was like, yeah, no. You know, so he balls bending over on this. I'm going to watch this instead. But <laughs> no, it genuinely just what I'm doing. The genuinely again, it genuinely was just a good fun TV show. There's nothing amazing from it, but I think that it's a shame it's tied in because I just wonder what they would have done if it wasn't following specifically that that Japanese thing. Yeah, that's quite interesting though. <laughs> they just were like, well, we're not going to bother. Mate, I bet you it's an insurance thing. We're not going to insure them for stunts. Very possibly. Or a copyright thing where they were allowed so much of the story, but not all of it. Well, the other thing was, and I didn't realise this at the time, but now I think of it, it makes sense, is all the shots with, oh, I've forgotten her name, uh, the 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 woman that's the evil woman. The, I just thought the lip syncing was really bad. But I think that's Japanese. Mm. And they've just dubbed American over it. Yeah. And it's like, so half of it's dubbed over Japanese and half of it's cheesy American stuff. There we go. Yeah. So Maggie Morphin Power Rangers, that was one for me. Um, we spoke a bit about this one before, uh, but it's worth mentioning again, because if we're talking about the greatest TV shows of the 90s, we can't not talk about The Fresh Prince of Bella. Oh, you see, I just wouldn't have that as a kid's show. See, I would, because I think it's early teens. Yes. Oh, well, we won't split hairs on this. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, again, I know we spoke about it before on the show, so I won't do on it too much. But I just think it's such a a different show. I keep This is the thing for me, I keep saying it, it's the stuff that's different. And don't get me wrong, I like some of the samey, samey stuff. Like, you know, we're all drawn to the same thing. That's why I like horror so much, because I love... That stuff, but it's when something comes along that's different. And I think because you know it's American as well. So it's you've got the bright colours, and then obviously it's it's you know it's black culture as opposed to, to my culture. And it's just fun and lively and energetic and loud and just completely different to anything else on TV at the time. Completely I mean, you, I loved Home and Away and Neighbours, but you fresh brinks next to that is it's chalk and cheese. And I just think that was the biggest thing. It, was, it wasn't It was afraid to be different. It wasn't afraid to be unashamedly itself. It wasn't afraid to make dramatic changes, um, including characters <laughs> or cast. Um, and it wasn't afraid to tackle the big subjects. I really think that was the thing. You know, when they had those episodes that were based around race or they were based around uh, Will's dad and how he lost his dad or, you know, loss or whatever. But there's also some really just cool, funky moments and, and obviously, you know, Uncle Phil, um, Phil Avery, not around anymore. But, you know, at the time, I don't think I was particularly drawn to that character. But it's like I went and did a rewatch when it came on Netflix a few years ago. And I really was drawn to that character. And I think it's because I think that's the kind of person I tried to be. Uh, not Phil Avery. Um, uh, what's it? I've just said his name. What's his name? The character. Uncle Phil. Yes, Uncle Phil, yes. Just said his name and then it escaped me. But yeah, that's the kind of person I try and be. That person that's not afraid to stand up for what is right and um, 
but also I'm not afraid to take piss a bit now and again. I'm not afraid to hustle people at pool. I'm not very good at that though. But yeah, I'm just an overall really kind of warm and fun TV show. The best episode will always be for me. It's a much later episode, but it's where Carlton and Will have gone and they're at two girls' apartment, but the boyfriend comes back, but the boyfriend is huge. And they have to, and they have to, they're like half naked, but they have to get out of the apartment and they have to go out through the window. But just as Will's, Will tries to go back and get something and the guy sits on his hand. And I just always remember that. I, he's like, save yourself, save yourself. <laughs> like that. It's so, oh, I love that episode for, for humour. But I do agree. There's some, I like, I love the fact we had that as a generation because I liked that. I'm the same as you. I like that it was so different from my world that I lived in and it gave me this completely different sort of perspective now there was another show that had done that a little bit but I'm not going to mention it because the the main patriarch in that is one of the most problematic men in Hollywood now so I don't want to talk about that one and I actually think the Fresh Prince did it a bit better anyway but yeah and I'm I'm similar the reason why we warm towards Uncle Phil now is we're his age (laughs) (laughs) possibly when I'm watching it, I wouldn't have wanted him to be my uncle because he used to make you do stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> now, like, tidy your room. That's that sort of stuff. Show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. And yeah, I think that, I don't know about a favourite episode, but there's some moments that stand out for me, one of which was, um, I'm not very good with names, but Tatiana Ali's character, when she was singing and, and uh, Will and Carlton were backup dancers. And she's putting on this amazing vocal performance and they're just doing the, you know, little dances behind them, Uh which were really funny. Uh, I mentioned the the pole hustle thing and I love that episode Mm -hmm. of that scene where um, Will's been beat for a lot of money playing pool and he's getting, I don't know if he's getting bullied or threatening to be beat up or something. And then Phil comes in and just like clears the table. Yeah. Takes more for the money. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, There's obviously quite a famous scene where uh, Will's dad leaves him and then he gets you know, goes to his, his uncle Phil for comfort. And um, one of the ones really early on that's always stuck me, I think even at the time a little bit, um, was the scene where him and uh, Will and Carlton wound up in jail. And um, Carlton was like, not accepting that it was anything to do with race. Yeah. And I was like, no, it is. And he had to explain it to him. And and it was because Carlton had been led this shelter of life by Phil where he just protected him. And then he kind of had, I think, a bit of a realisation that maybe I protected him too much. And it was just, there, there was, I mean, there was comedy in that, obviously, but it, it wasn't built around comedy. It was seriousness with jokes. Yeah. And I think they did that transition really well of shows that would joke you with serious bits to the occasional serious show with jokey bits. I thought they handled that brilliantly. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, yeah, Fresh Prince. I don't, I don't think we could have gone without mentioning that. So I, um, uh, before we move on, um, let's tell people where they can find us. Where can yes. people find us? I invite you to do that. 
Okay. Uh, the best place to find us is on Facebook. That's where we are most active for Decapod. So you can find the Facebook group by searching for, uh, sorry, find the page by searching for Decapod. That's where we update the latest episodes and little bits of news around there. But if you want to be part of the community, join the group. If you are part of the group and you listen, be part of the community and vote in the polls and throw up some of your 90s trivia and nostalgia. Uh, we can be found other places. So you can find Emma on TikTok. Where can people come and find you on TikTok, Emma? Um, at Crazy X. At Crazy X. I take part in all those Valentine's challenges that are now over as you're listening to this. But either way. <laughs> um, you could totally do them retrospectively. Doesn't You don't have to do them just because it's Valentine's Day. I might have got that wrong anyway. I might be at the Crazy X. I can't remember. Follow Emma on. <laughs> <laughs> Just find me in the group and come and say hi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us on TikTok and on Twitter, but the best place is indeed on Facebook. You can also find us on Patreon for loads of extra special content, including a Valentine's Day special that you will be hearing um, that you could have heard yesterday. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so as well as yesterday, we put out a, a top 10 action film to celebrate Valentine's Day because Emma is anti-Valentine's Day. Uh, so we put out a top 10 action films, but we also released a top 10 erotic thrillers that went out special to our Patreon. I'm very intrigued at a sly smile that's come up on Emma's face as I said that. Um, and if you look at the artwork for it, you'll see that there are uh, Pinhead and indeed Count Dracula mentioned. Um, so if you want to find out why Count Dracula is mentioned in our top 10 erotic fillers, you'll have to find out. What else do you get if you sign up to Patreon, Emma? I don't know, Terry. You tell me. Okay. I will indeed tell you. <laughs> you get monthly bonus content, including the erotic special and other random specials like that. But you also get the Friends special that we're currently doing through season one and two at Up, where we talk about Friends seasons for over an hour and doing a special Ross Twat Watch, where every week, <laughs> every, every episode, we decide how much of a twat Ross has been that season. We have slightly different opinions on this, which is always fun. As well as that, uh, we go right back to our first ever Patreon episode, which is still possibly the best episode of recording ever recorded anywhere, which was Emma's Meat Market. Uh, awesome top 10 of uh, people that Emma would like to have relations with. Um, and you also get to come on and do your own show, which we'll be starting hosting this month. We'll be joined by our fellow patrons to host their top 10s, but Emma will ridicule and I will support and cheer. Hey. Just depends. I'm not holding back um, if they're shit, basically. So if they're shit, I'm going to say something. Um, I've just realised what you meant when you said where can find us on um, TikTok. You didn't mean even us at Decapod TV. I think I meant you because we're not doing much over at Decapod TV. No, we're not. <laughs> I've had some ideas, but I've not run them past you yet. So, but I have had some ideas. Watch the space. You don't normally run the ideas past me. I know, but I need you to do stuff for it. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> that, that explains that. And uh, also, uh, the other thing I'll mention on Patreon is you get a little insight into the world of myself and Emma, because we are recording wraparounds for these shows. So you get to hear us just chat for a bit, which um, is possibly the best part of the show. <laughs> It'll um, get better. I'll be back on dating apps soon. So um I must be due to go back on in about the next four to eight weeks, I would I'd predict. Uh even though Emma is back on four to eight weeks, still sign up to Patreon now. 
Don't, you don't have to wait four to eight weeks. Uh, if you don't want more of our content, but you would just like to support us and uh, throw us a pound, you go and sign up to the one pound tier and go, here, thanks for entertaining me once a fortnight. Here's a quid. To show you. If you don't want more of our content and you just want it to stop, put money into this account. We will stop releasing these shows when we have more than one pound patrons than actual paying patrons. We will take the hint and we will stop recording. Yeah. We need three pounds a month so far. <laughs> Pay us to stop. Pay us to stop. Oh, they could just not listen. But, you know, thank you for listening so far. <laughs> really appreciate it. Oh, dear. Is that the promo done? How long do you think it'll be before no one listens? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, included us? <laughs> I mean, I've stopped. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Why do you, you edit most of it? Yeah, so but I don't, I'll used to listen after the edit. I've stopped listening after the edit now. I rely on you to tell me if anything's wrong after, if I've missed out. Um, Oh. So you need to keep listening. Always. Yeah, that's fine. I only don't listen if I've edited. Well, I listen when you edit. So this is oh, an oh, inadvertent good piece of teamwork. <laughs> yeah. The first bit of good teamwork we've had, and it was in un- unintentional. There must have been another time. No, I don't think there was. Because <laughs> even coming up with the name of the show wasn't teamwork. It was just <laughs> me sort of holding on until you kind of went, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I think the teamwork comes into play, like on today's episode, where we both have uh, we have no crossover <laughs> what we're talking yeah. about. That's quite good teamwork because we're not standing on each other's toes. Yeah. What are the odds of the next one you saying being on my list now? I said that. No, uh, none whatsoever. Because I bet it's another one you've not seen, but you wish you had seen it. Well, we'll find out. So this was um, a show called The Movie Game. No, I've not seen that. <laughs> It was essentially a quiz show about movies and I'd completely forgotten. So when I first, when I was looking at like through the list of kids TV and that came, I was like, oh, I definitely used to watch that. And I was like, there was a reason I used to watch that. And then I looked up who hosted it and I was like, that was the reason I used to watch that. And it was um, Jonathan Morris. Now, can you remember Jonathan Morris? No. Because he was the host of this, but he was also in the sitcom Bread. No. Oh, so he had lovely brown curly hair and he was really sensitive. And I basically had a really big crush on him. So I would have absolutely, I don't know why he did that and he hosted the movie show or the, the movie game. But I remember I did really love that quiz show really wanted to go on it but was always too young to go on it um and who should take over from in later years john barrowman because uh, <laughs> john barrowman just starting his dominance uh in, in the world of tv but yeah the movie game did he then swallow a banana no okay i think you're making that up no i'm not i did it on um i see him doing like five different things i'm not looking it up don't look up man swallows banana oh so yeah so there you go not a crossover because i knew you wouldn't have seen that excellent anything else i haven't seen on your list no i think i'm getting to fairly big hitters okay i might know some of the big hitters give me a big hitter well i want to save my biggest hitter till the very end um so what about record breakers didn't like it (laughs) 
I just found it really boring because it was like, I'm never going to break any of these records, so I've no interest in seeing anyone else do it. Whatever. Oh, you see, I think I kind of felt the same as that, but I feel like this was like another way that kids TV was like different in that it's quite an, an, I don't know, like an adult kind of thing for kids to sort of be watching is basically let's televise the Guinness Book of Records. And I remember dreading ever being given the Guinness Book of Records for Christmas because I used to think that's the most boring book in the world. Um, but I thought it was, it was, it was a big show in its day. Hence it's on my list. I used to get the Guinness Book of Records and I would look for two things every time. I would look for the world's tallest man and I would look for the world's longest fingernails. <laughs> and I've got a bit of a phobia around fingernails. So I'd, I'd, oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. And, and, but every time I just I'd look at that and I, oh, this is interesting. I'll look for the rest later and it'll remain on the bookshelf until I got my new one next year. Um, the only, I suppose it's a similar program, but it's not a kids' program, but the only one. On that ilk that I liked was you bet. Oh, that was yeah, a bit I similar. They'd do bet. the challenge, wouldn't they? And then I can only yeah. remember one guy, and he, he bet that he could name like a Michael Jackson song within one second or one note or something oh, like wow. that. And he got like 10 in a row or ten out, nine out of 10 or something and, and won it. But some of them were just like crazy. Some of the stuff people did on there, just crazy ideas. I think that's yeah. maybe why it was more fun than record breakers. But well, yeah, and gambling. <laughs> Yes, we all know I used to be a professional gambler, so there you go. Just for extra frisson. Um, extra what? It. Frisson. <laughs> Excitement. I don't know what that word is, other than it sounds like friction a bit. Uh, frisson. Okay. I will look that up after the show. Okay. All right. All right, so I will throw in a couple. I'm going to say Keenan and Kel from 1996. Yeah, so that would have been aired as part of Live and Kicking. Was it? Yeah, that was oh. their show that they would cut to and show. Okay, cool. Um, and the thing that's interesting about this, I hadn't thought of it before, but that, again, that came after the Freshman of Bel-Air, mm. and it's a similar style. And you look at some of the other shows, I think there was, what, Sister, Sister? You know, oh, those sister, sort of shows. Not a patch on Fresh Prince, but it, it followed, and I love those initial, those original trend-setting shows. You know, you look... Even when we go back and look at X-Files, yes, there have been shows like it before, but that was the first beast of a show. And then all these other shows that were good trickled after it. And I think that Freshman was like that. But Keenan and Kel was just a bit nuts, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember anything that happened other than what, Kel loving orange soda. Yeah, about the same. And then they had that film, Good Burger. Um, but what's amazing for that is Keenan Thompson probably one of the longest service members of SNL. Uh, like, massive name in American comedy now. What happened to Kel? I don't know. Um, still buying orange soda, but I'm not sure about Kel. Is he just in a back alley somewhere, just yeah. gently rocking him back and forth, <laughs> hugging a bottle of orange soda? I love, I love orange it. soda. Um, anyone listening to the podcast, go watch the video of me and Emma both rocking back and forth, <laughs> pretending to hug orange soda. But but yeah, that was it was a sort of program that never made me laugh, but you just sit there with a big grin on your face for about 20 minutes, however long it was. I'd forgotten that it was part of um what you say going live or, or whatever. It was potentially also shown on something like Trouble or maybe even Nickelodeon. But it, it was on BBC, it was part of Life and Kicking. It was probably one of those things where it starts off on there and then gets its own yeah. 
spot. Um, but yeah, so Keenan and Kel, and oh, I'm sorry, I've got to mention my favourite TV show. It's not the biggest, it's not the top of my list, it's not my big hitter, but probably my favourite, most adorable TV show of the 90s, which was Sooty and Co. Ah, so I just put Sooty. Yeah. Because well, actually when I looked Sooty up, even just for the 90s, he had about 10 different shows. It was it was Sooty and Co was the one I liked. Because I know there was a cartoon one. And there's a few different versions, but Sutty and Co was, I think, the first one that had Scampy in it. Yeah, it was. And it was Little Cousin Scampy that I was just... I mean, this is 1993. Um, I'd have been 11, but I was infatuated with the show. I just loved it. I, it was probably <laughs> the only proper kids show I used to watch at that age. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just... just I, don't, I don't know what it was about it, because it's just puppets. But I think it's just harmless, pleasant amusement. You know, there's obviously a bit of humor in it, one particularly funny, but just I think the fact that you've got three characters, one an annoying little bitch that fucking whines all the time, <laughs> sooty that doesn't speak, sweep that makes this weird noise that does the most brilliant thing where he just taps his head when he's thinking, and then little cousin Scampy was a right cheeky sod. Um, I, I don't know, just just pleasant and adorable and nice. I mm. think that and harmless. Please be harmless. Please never come out with anything other than harmless. If Sooty's some kind of pervert, I'm going to be annoyed. I really am. If it comes out that he's done stuff, I won't be happy. Why doesn't he talk? You see, you don't want to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, that's it. The things he knows. Mind you, he's been around all those problematic people all his career, so no wonder. He's been silenced. Yeah. Someone's paid him off. Anyway, moving on from... Fucking puppet <laughs> being paid off. <laughs> Trying to fire another couple. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm getting towards the end of mine. Um, okay, so I'll go for this one because there's one that I'm avoided saying because I know that you really love it. So I don't want to say it and take it away from you. So um, Is it one that requires a musical instrument again? Yeah, but I haven't brought that musical <laughs> instrument with me tonight. Fair enough. Do you want me to mention it now? No. Well, you can do by all means. But then that would be the animals of Farvin Wood. Yep. Yeah. Um, which we spoke about at great length <laughs> in the previous episode. But again, our generation, if you mention that show, there's trauma. <laughs> there's trauma from a generation that watched this show. I've been going back and watching some of it, and I'd forgotten how... I don't know what the word is, not gruesome, but how almost real and graphic yeah. the deaths are. It's like there's there's a bit I've completely forgotten, and I can't actually remember the scene properly now, but there's like a, 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 thistle, a thistle bush, and yeah. with loads of mouse or mice skewered on it, three or four mice skewered on it, with like blood running down them. And I'm like, what this this is the I, I put tales from the crypt keeper in as my horror this <laughs> is the horror there's the scene where um i'm sorry if you if you haven't seen animals and farming well turn off because there's spoilers coming right but there's a scene where scarface if i remember rightly was the bad wolf but kind of come round to a good wolf in the end then gets like bitten by the adder yeah uh... i think the adder kind of tricks him <laughs> 
to come to the water, swims through them, bites him on his paw, and it's like this long, lingering death. And it's just like, wow, what's all this stuff going on? But on the flip side, there's the foxes, who are like the heroes of the piece. And in one one bit, the oh, I can't remember her name now, but the, the female fox is... Vixen. Yes, Vixen, is bringing a dead mouse to feed her foxes, a fox kittens, whatever you call them, yeah? And I'm like, and I thought, well, hold on. She's just doing what everyone else is doing, but they're not making it graphic because she's feeding yeah. their kids. And it's like, some, and then there's a scene with Badger. I'd forgotten the scene when Badger dies, where he's just like, leave me here. Yeah, I'm not old. leaving. Yeah, I'm just going to lie here and die. I'm like, oh, what the f*** is this? <laughs> I'm, well, it's no wonder I was traumatised as a kid. I did. I think I did look this up, but I think it is French. And I don't know whether that helps it make more sense that it's as bleak as it is or not, but I'm pretty sure it was French. I don't know. But um, it's an amazing TV show when you think mm. of it, but it's just like, wow, they dealt with some stuff there. Yeah. They should bring that back. They should remake it. Yeah. Anyway, that was my top one. Okay. Um, so I guess if I was going to have a top one, um, the one I really, and we've already mentioned him um, on the episode, and I need to mention Grim Fairy Tales or Grim Tales, which was Rick Mail. I do not know this. Oh, then this is another one where you could go check it out and it's still awesome to watch as an adult. I bet there will be YouTube clips. So this was Channel 4 on a Sunday evening and it's fucking awesome. So I think... Rick Mail got known to be one of the best Jack and Nori narrators ever when he did George's Marvelous Medicine. So I think this is why he got this gig, but basically did retellings of the Grim Tales, but in a very Rick Mail way. And it was brilliant. Like when he used to come in, he used to be on a chair that used to walk around. So he'd be sat in the chair and the chair would walk around like that. And that was how he sort of came onto the screen. Um, And it was a little bit like... um, there was revolting rhymes that Roald Dahl brought out. It was kind of like that. So it wasn't like modernised, but it was, like I said, it was very written out. I wrote down my favourite line from it where he describes something having, he goes, he was just as happy as a, oh, hang on, he was as happy as a fly on a poo. Like, <laughs> and it just had like this elements of that bottom humour, that writ male humour in there that really made you laugh. And oh my goodness! If you've not seen it, it's it's he's really good in it. I will uh, I will look it up. I'll watch some Rick and May. Was it Grim Fairy Tales? Yeah, but I think it's just called Grim Tales. Right. But it is all the it's all the fairy tales, but retold by Rick Mail on a walking chair. But there'll right. only be like ten minute episodes. I um I, I once knew someone. They had a kid, and I went and I spent ages finding them this um, fairy tales book. And I spent, I went like all different shops. I wanted to find one that just looked special. Yeah. I don't know why I just did. And I thought, this is awesome. This is like, it's just decorated beautifully. It's got all these awesome pictures. Perfect. This is what I'm giving them. Anyway, <laughs> well, next time they're like, I've got a bone to pick you. What? Because that fairy tale book, did you read it? I'm like, oh, it's a book of fairy tales. I thought it looked nice. Because no, turns out it was sinister fairy tales. They all have like a <laughs> twisted ending. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So they're reading stories that kids like little red random bits. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh dear. Oh, oh well. Uh, yes, that was probably one of my ultimates. I've then got some honourable mentions, which I'll leave to the end. Um, the only other one I want to mention, and again, I've got some uh, some honourable mentions, but the only one I want to mention, and I, we have touched on this before again, is Art Attack. Yeah, I did have it on my list. So I just ran out of energy to mention it. <laughs> this was one of my favourites. Um, and again, it was like a, a proper kids' TV programme. Because um, I mentioned, obviously, on mine, I mentioned Gladiators and Fresh Prince, which they kind of verge from kids into, I mean, like I said, the ones adults can watch as well. But I think that the Art Attack, and again, we spoke on this on the 90s episodes, but it was just fun and it was great. And they had they had head and head was always fun. And he was there giving his little speeches. And then um, obviously the, just one of them things, and I always used to screw it up because you do the amazing thing. I'd go and try to do the amazing thing. It never worked out the same way. No, I'd never successfully recreated anything. I'm I'm as frustrated about art as I am about being an actor in that I desperately want to be good at both of those things, but it, the talent isn't forthcoming. So who, out of all the 90s kids stuff we've just talked about, who is the ultimate 90s TV icon? Um, mm, that's an interesting question. Because if you'd said 80s, that's easy. It'd be Philip Schofield. But oh, I would have said Andy Peters. The 80s. Yeah. 80s. Was he 90s? No, he would. I think he was doing the broom cupboard towards the end of the 80s. But right. I'd say Philip, because he was doing broom cupboard and then going live as well. Um, I don't know. I have another question. Well, I'll tell you my answer before I begin. It's easily Daily Thompson. <laughs> for kids TV. <laughs> yes, for everything. That's always the answer from now on. Daily Thompson. Um. All right, so do you want to go through your, uh, what did you call them? Also runs, near misses, honourable mentions. Well, uh, yeah, I basically, I just had a little list of ones and they're only on there because they had really good theme songs. Right. So uh, let's see how many how many um, of these you remember. Can you remember Huxley Pig? No. Huxley Pig. <laughs> well, I didn't realise we are getting all the theme songs of it along. This will be fun. What about Penny Crayon? No. You don't remember Penny Crayon? No. Voiced by Sue Pollard. Oh, Penny Crayon was awesome. She'd draw something and it would come to life. No. All right. Smoggies. <laughs> no. That was on Channel 4 on a Sunday. No. Right. Gummy Bears. E- well, I remember it. I remember the program, but I don't remember watching it or I mean it was about gummy bears. I guess, but, gummy but, bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. No. Uh, I can't so this was another clip that came on my TikTok, and I was like, fuck, yes, this was a show, and I definitely used to watch it. Albert the Fifth Musketeer. No. I watched Dog Tanian, uh, who I believe was a fourth musketeer. Yeah, this is Albert the Fifth Musketeer, was no. more comedy driven. Sharky and George. I mean, no of it. I didn't watch it. Oh my god! But Sharky and George. I mean, I say that one to the end because that has got that's like proper got some good. It's got a sick bass line. Sharky and George, the grand busters of the sea. Sharky and George. 
They so many mysteries. I don't know why I but find it, it so amusing. You just you describe Shark and George having a sick baseline. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so amusing. <laughs> it did. Um, and then of a similar thing, there was also Victor and Hugo. No. Fucking hell. I thought you were watching TV. <laughs> I mean, I watched some TV. How have you found time for all this? What? All this TV. This is what when I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. <laughs> no, but I I didn't have time for this much TV. Right. So those um the most of those honourable mentions. So Smoggy's, Gummy Bears, Sharky and George, Victor and Hugo. Um, they were all on a Sunday. So that's all Channel Four on a Sunday when they used to have back to back kids TV. Um, in the mornings on a on a Sunday. Uh, I I just used to live breathe TV. I think I must have been playing computer or reading or something. But not Daily Thompson. No. Not Daily Thompson. Daily Thompson's answer to everything. Uh, I'm going to give a few shout-outs to some stuff that I couldn't really talk about, but I remember being entertained by. A couple of these did start at the end of the 90s and a couple we've mentioned before, but you mentioned SMTV Live. Uh, Nightmare, we've spoke about previously. I had it on my list, but you um, gave it about like nothing. <laughs> So I was like, I'm not going to bother mentioning it. Well, it was good, but I don't know. It's, it's I don't. I've got a weird relationship. Either way, I did enjoy it. Uh, Batman the animated series, Saved by the Bell, X Men, Funhouse, Bodger and Badger, uh, Children's Ward, Finders Keepers, and of course S Club. Bring it all back because <laughs> I think there were. TV show before they were a pop group. Is that right? Yeah, I yeah. think that makes sense. When Did it revolve around them being at drama school or something like well, that? I think that in the TV show, they were a fictional group that was trying to make it. And then when they started making songs in the TV show, they came out in real life. I think that's how it went. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, but that's me for TV. Anything else for you for TV? Yeah, I think there's one that we should mention. And again, I know you're not a fan of it, but um, Grange Hill. It transcended yeah. decades. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, if we go back to theme tunes, it changed its theme tune in the 90s. So it went from... to sure that's not the bill? <laughs> no, that's... Well, I know what episode I'm doing next. I'm just going to name TV shows, and you've got to do the theme tune. Uh, I remember I, mean, I recognised the first theme tune from Green Show, but not the second. So, well, I must have watched a bit of it to begin with, and then not gone any further. Yeah, cool. All right, well, um, that wraps up nineties kids kids TV. How do you find reminiscing of the nineties now? Of nineties kids TV. How I found it. Yeah. Nice, lovely. Like, obviously, uh, it was a big part of my life. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yeah, let's wrap up there. Do you want to wrap up the show for us? 
Okay, that was the week that was Kids TV where we, um, yeah, really finally looked back on our sort of childhood into early teen years. Um, and what did we talk about today? So we we talked about gladiators and Power Rangers, the two fighty ones. One that sounded like a fighty one, Art Attack, which was actually just about pouring paint. Um, and then a couple from me, we had Grim Tales, read by the fabulous um, Rick Mail. We had Dizzy Heights Hotel, um, fun with puppets uh, as well as sooty uh, and then going into fresh prints keenan and kel um but not overlooking um things like whack a day that kept us happy in the holidays and the ever great sharky and george with its sick baseline that was the week that was kids tv slightly moves by fun with puppets as well as sooty <laughs> <laughs> what, what else? What were puppets he having fun with? Oh, it was Green Claws. I couldn't find right. it on my list. I was like, there was another one that had puppets. What was it? What was it? But I've been scoring lines through everything. <laughs> <laughs> 